Welcome to Revoicing the Future, a Women of NAM podcast. I am your host, Natalie Morrison. Just as one revoices a chord, Revoicing the Future creates a completely new perspective on the invaluable notes that make up the whole. It will uplift women's voices in the music products industry, which have earned their time to be the root of the chord. Once a month, you can catch productive and valuable conversations with women working in manufacturing, retail, the nonprofit sector, music education, touring, and overall women who inspire us. Without further ado, let's get started. What's up, everyone? Welcome back or welcome to Revoicing the Future. A Woman of Nam podcast. (laughs) I am your co-host, Natalie Morrison, along with Steph. Hi, I'm Stephanie Lamont. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you. It's been a while. It really has. It really has. How's life? What's new? Life is good. Uh, new roles, new dreams. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tell us about your new job or your new title. It's fun. Um, as you all have pro- probably know from previous episodes, I am the public relations strategist at Diderio. Um, but as of the beginning of the year, I am now the brand communications strategist at Diderio. Woohoo! <laughs> And it's exciting. It is very exciting. I'm basically still doing all the same things that I've been doing, but just more, more, (laughs) more of a holistic overview of just everything that we're doing and every communication piece that we're putting out into the world. That's like the best way for me to describe it, but it's great. And I love it. I'm happy. And yeah. And it's March. Yeah. And it's March. This is, it's odd. It's odd that it's March. Yeah, but it's almost springtime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that actually doesn't mean too much in San Francisco, though. So Yeah, I know. What's going on with you, Steph? Oh, I'm releasing an album in two weeks. <laughs> I don't know when this will be live because the album might already be out. But at this point in time, March 18th, I'm releasing my first album ever um yeah it's called carry them all listen to it on all major streaming platforms um (laughs) go by lucky lamond for my artist project so check it out friends i'm very excited but also very overwhelmed by the amount of marketing i have to do now but i'm so proud of you oh thanks i know it's finally it's finally happened this is i've been recording this for two years um virtually and remotely and I've had people send in stems from from LA and from Nashville and it's just this is a the team team effort here it's been it's been cool to I mean I but I really do miss being in a studio with someone else pressing mm. record for me when I'm singing so that'll be nice eventually to to get back into that for next my next one but it's amazing oh, I'm so excited for you anyway oh thanks we will link some link will be there for you if you're curious and want to listen to my, my tunage. Your tunage. Um, yeah, it's folk. It's fun. It's americana It's, I don't know. It's a good time. I hope you like it. There's story songs. Yay. Yay. Well. Cool. We've also been hard at work on this and totally shifting this. Tell us about it. Yeah. So exciting announcements have been made, but as you 
might already know or are learning for the very first time, um, the organization Smart Women in Music has transitioned into Women of NAM and is now under the NAM proper umbrella, which is super exciting. Big things are happening for the organization and we're thrilled. Yeah. And what this means for the podcast is that we now have help. And (laughs) shout out to, though, our wonderful Julia, our editor and and co-producer that um, is editing this and and just laughing probably right now (laughs) as we talk about this. But but yeah, we have the NAM team behind us as well, helping helping us come up with our speakers and and programming and we just it's so much more of a world we get to tap into as well and um it's really exciting it's just it it makes a lot of sense it's a very wonderful cohesive transition um so we're very very excited for for where this is going to grow um as part of the the truly the truly nam umbrella and as like women of nam as they transition and blossom into this really exciting organization. Uh, Steph and Julia and I have been hard at work the past three, two, three months trying to revision what we want to see for this podcast. And Mm -hmm. that comes with a new name and some new branding and just, we're really excited. It's still the same mission. It's still us. It's still the core and the heart of what the podcast was originally intended to be, but we just took it to the next level. We're just growing up a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Which is so exciting. Yes. And another thing that is very exciting is we don't have all the details yet. However, mark your calendars because if you are attending the NAMM show in June in Anaheim, California, we will be doing a live recording of Revoicing the Future, which is amazing. And I've mentioned, I think I mentioned this in the actual recording of this episode, but um, I cannot believe that we are two years into this and we, I still have yet to see people in person in the industry, except I saw you at your wedding. But like that didn't count. That's family. But it's true. It's yeah. true. And the surreal wonderfulness that like we got our start really on the NAM PR team. And so oh. this is really special to be able to now be, you know, of our our own volition doing something at the show. So this will be really, really exciting. And yes. I, we've said exciting, I think a million times, but everything is exciting. So just get on board. And friends. also we know in the episode later on, but Women of NAM, they are hosting uh, their own mixer get together event on Friday, June 3rd, uh, time TBD. I don't remember if that was said in the episode, but just follow us on social media. All the links will be in the bio and you can stay up to date on all things women of NAM and revoicing the future. Boop, boop. Um, and on that note, we thought the best way to kick off this new chapter of, of the podcast, um, to introduce you all to the new leaders of women of NAM, the, the leadership council. So Natalie interviewed the new, um, heads of women of NAM 
for this episode, and I'm so excited for you to hear from them, but you want to maybe tell everybody what they do and a little bit about them? Yeah. So we have Morgan Walker, who is the Director of Marketing at Korg USA, Lisa Steele McDonald, who is the Director of Vertical Marketing at Yamaha, and Julie Wagnitz, who is the Director of School Music Services at Hyde Music. They are the three new leaders of Women of NAM and... It's super cool. The three of them were in the inaugural class of the swim summit Mm. before the pandemic hit. And it's awesome to see these three women who invested in their own personal and professional development joining the inaugural class of the swim summit and uh, the leadership summit. And now they are leading the charge of women of NAM. And I just want to put this out there. This organization wouldn't be where it is without the fearless leadership and brains of Dee Dee Hyde and Crystal Morris and Robin Walenta, who really put this organization into motion and rallied for it. So we're truly grateful for them. And I know they're really excited to see what the future holds. Woohoo. Can't wait for y'all to hear it. And yeah, let's just keep on keeping on trying to get more people into this music industry and sharing the stories of the awesome people that are already in it. Woo. Yay. So without further ado, enjoy. Hello, Julie, Morgan, and Lisa. Thank you so much for joining Revoicing the Future. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Hey, Natalie. So I am going to kind of go down the line. I would love for each of you to introduce yourself, um, give us a little background of where you work, and a quick summary Um with your journey into the music products industry. So um, Morgan, you're first on my list. So why don't you start? Sure. Morgan Walker. Um, Currently, I am the Director of Marketing Communications at Korg USA. And um, while everybody knows the Korg brand and is familiar with that, we're um, a subsidiary of Korg Japan. So we market, sales, and distribute Korg and then several other brands um, within the industry, including Vox, Blackstar, Darkglass, and we own Spectre and Aguilar. And so my role there as Director of Marketing Communications is to really keep all the different um, soldiers kind of in a line, getting that marketing messaging out between all the different brands. My journey at Cork started back in 2014 when I left the sporting goods industry, um, a very similar industry, believe it or not, of boutique, passionate consumers and joined Korg USA to kind of take on a new challenge that I felt it was about time for. Um, So I've been there since 2014 and been growing with the company and totally fell in love with the industry and the passionate people that I met. That's awesome. Um, Did you know that you always wanted to like work in music or did you just like happen to? Uh, Nope, never thought I would. I am not a musician, Um, but it definitely, it came to sort of that, just like the sporting goods world that I came from, from a sport that I played and I loved coming into this new industry um, and seeing a lot of the similarities and the passion that people have 
um, the appreciation they have and the fact that what we're selling and marketing and working with on a daily basis was bringing such creative inspiration to different people. You could have one product and give it to 25 different people and they're all going to find something different ways to use it. So that was something that really drew me to that industry. Amazing. Julie, your turn. Awesome. Thank you. Well, my name is Julie Wagnitz and I am the director of school music services at Hyde Music. Um, my musical journey started when I was six years old and I started in a family band and that's where I really got hooked on music. Um, I started working at the local music store in my town um, when I was a teenager and then my career kind of blossomed from there. Um, I worked at Hyde Music when I was in college and I've been helping to create music makers with them for over 18 years cumulatively. Um, I manage almost 30 folks, um, repair technicians, luthiers, and school account managers across the whole state of Wisconsin. So a pretty large staff of in a pretty male driven and dominated industry. So pretty exciting. Wait, wait, you're in a family, you were in a family band. That's amazing. <laughs> Yes, I was in a family polka band. Oh, oh my, God, my gosh. What did you play? I, well, when I was really young, I was probably five or six, and I played tambourine. My dad was a professional accordion player. My, my brother played guitar. I also played a ukulele banjo at that time when it was not cool. It's super cool to play ukulele banjo now, but at that time it wasn't as cool. But I rocked the polka on the ukulele banjo. Um, when I was eight, um, I started playing bass, and that is actually my main instrument now. Um, so I've been playing bass for over 34 years. And uh, yeah, and when I was a teenager, then I started playing more funk and blues and took off from That's there. That's amazing. I also love, too, how you have been working at Hyde Music since, like, you were a teenager. I feel like you're a part of the Hyde family, like, actually part of the Hyde family in a sense, which is cool because they're a family-run business, so. I feel like I'm part of the Hyde Music family, <laughs> so that's that's what's really cool. <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, that's such a cool story. So, Thank Lisa, you. you've been on the podcast before, but give everyone a refresh. <laughs> sure, absolutely. Um, and I'm so excited we're doing this because I'm finding things out about Julie that I didn't even know. So <laughs> this has been this has been worth the, the cost of admission. Um, hi, I'm Lisa McDonald, and I'm the Director of Vertical Marketing for Yamaha USA. Uh, actually share a lot of themes in my past with Morgan. I am also a newcomer to the industry. Uh, I wasn't raised in the music world. I joined Yamaha about six years ago after 15 years of leading marketing teams in kind of a variety of industries and companies. But my specialty is also marketing to passion-based communities. You know, the true believers, the expert users, the, the people who know exactly what they want and have really definite opinions on whether or not your product or service gets them there. I always say that if they're willing to write like a 12 paragraph email in all caps, they are my people. <laughs> um, so really, MI ended up being like a perfect fit. And I've just been really lucky that Yamaha, you know, super customer centric. They've allowed me to build this team that is totally focused on the needs of our verticals. That's amazing. And you're primarily band and orchestra or... I joined as the director of marketing for Band and okay. Orchestra when I first got hired six years ago. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it's so exciting to have the three of you here. And as I've 
mentioned in the setup for the episode, um, you three are the new leaders of Women of Nam, which is very exciting. Um, so I want to dive into that a little bit and talk through the transition of Women of Nam um, from Swim, Smart Movement and Music, to lining under just the NAM umbrella in general. So for each of you, why do you believe this is such a big step for the organization? Thanks, Natalie. So why I feel this has been such an important step is uh, when when I think about when I first heard about SWIM, it was sort of just in conversation with somebody at a NAM show and went into this conference room at one of the convention centers and there were so many women in there from our industry that I really had never seen before, spoken to before, because I felt like I was kind of in a bubble. And I think one of the great things that SWIM started was really just conversations. It was of, oh, hey, Morgan, have you ever met Lisa? Or, hey, Morgan, have you ever met Crystal? You guys should really know each other. Um, and by NAM now taking more of a commitment to the mission that Women of NAM has, it gives us so much more life and vibrancy and ability to reach out to more industries, more people in our industry, more women in our industry, to let them know this even exists and to help them develop their own career path and open their eyes to all this, this huge network of a support system that's out there and not in a, a nasty or competitive way. It really is opening the door and coming into a room of a bunch of women who are your peers, your support system, and someone who you're able to really grow with and give you those aspirations of what do I want to do in my career? Where, you know, I feel like I'm stuck or just even bounce ideas. So for NAM to be that cornerstone of our industry for so long and to sort of take us in as part of their family, it's only going to elevate these conversations and these introductions to really help build more powerful women leaders in our industry. I love that. Yeah. Morgan, I, I completely agree with you. Um, NAM taking on women of NAM really validates the needs for the industry. I mean, they've seen how much success um, women of NAM has created um, in leadership and networking, um, the growth that women have gotten from joining this group. Um, them taking on this group really, really, really proves how much this group is needed. Yeah, and I think that NAM, because it touches so many different facets of the music industry, it's really kind of the perfect space, physical and metaphorical, to bring together a lot of people. You know, it's Smart Women Music was certainly not the first or only organization to champion women in music. And NAM is kind of this wonderful common ground for all of these organizations to come together and then collaborate on our shared objectives. Because, I mean, that's networking, right? That's how we lift each other up by working together. I love, I love how you said that, Lisa. I've always, I mean, I've always pictured NAM as like the center of the MI industry specifically, you have the Recording Academy, which can act as the center for the recording side of the industry. And now having an organization like Women of NAM underneath um, their umbrella of other initiatives just 
allows us to be that center for all the other incredible women in music organizations that are out there. What inspired each of you to get involved in Women of NAM, whether it was the transition or joining early on in the stages? Was there a particular moment that just solidified you to wanting to get involved? Yeah. Do you have like an hour? Because there, <laughs> there were like a whole bunch of things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, I'll just start with one and then maybe we can kind of go around until all the fabulous reasons to get involved are, are taken up. But, you know, I have tremendous respect for Dee Dee and Crystal and Robin, and I have certainly spent a lot of time, you know, downtime at conferences and trade shows kind of poking, trying to figure out their leadership mojo and how they grew into the professionals that they are. So applying for a program or volunteering for a committee was really um, a chance to learn from women that I admired so much and who were such forces in this industry. Yeah, and if, if I could echo off what Lisa stated is getting involved with SWIM and then applying for the summit, um, getting to participate in that. I was all I was very excited because of what I had already learned and seen from uh, Crystal, Dee Dee, and Robin. But one of my, I guess you would call it a light bulb moments at the summit was I always thought that I got where I was because I was a hard worker. Um, you know, I, I grew up in a town where everybody was going to Ivy League schools and these big schools and um, all had private SAT tutors and everything. And I just wasn't from that demographic. So I always measured my success because I got here because I'm a hard worker. I'm not the smartest in the room. And sitting at that summit and spending the days with these women and sort of seeing myself in a mirror aspect of these women who I looked up to and I was so impressed with and everything from, you said, their leadership mojo to their honesty to their grit. I was like, wow, these are the kind of people I respect, I look up to, and I was realizing I'm just like them. And leaving that summit and being able to then go on and continue these relationships with these women for the last two years there was just like, I can't let it end here. I need to, I need to recruit more. I need to open the door for other women. I need to take this light that sort of shined on me and get out of the way and shine it on a bunch of other women. And how can I do that? And by opening up these opportunities to be more involved with women of NAM was the perfect springboard. Um, echoing what Morgan and Lisa had to say, um, you guys, you guys really nailed it. There's, there's two words that come to mind when I think of, um, my experience and those two words are life-changing. Um, I, I, I can't say enough how much this group has changed my life. Um, the camaraderie, the networking, everything that I've gained from this amazing group of women has been just remarkable. Um, and I'm just, you know, it, I'm honored to be part of this group and to share this with more women. And it's, it really truly is a life-changing experience. I just have to echo. I echo all three of you. I it's a big, it's, it's been a big inspiration as for why I got involved so early on. And I haven't even done the summit yet, which I know I need to do and apply for. And I get questioned all the time talking about community and building. I, I actually met one of our industry friends, um, Anna, for coffee for the first time in the city, because everyone was like, the two of you need to know each other, you guys need to be friends. And 
I don't know if that would have happened if we didn't have this network that we've built and created and getting to meet people outside of even the trade show atmosphere is super exciting. I think it's awesome that we're recording this on March 1st and it's the beginning of Women's History Month and we're setting the tone to show people that this is an important conversation that we need to be having. This organization is here to stay. It's meant to uplift and inspire and encourage more people to join our industry in particular. Um, and I'm just really excited about that. <laughs> and there's a lot of work that does still obviously need to be done, but seeing magazines like Music Inc. do an entire issue focused on women in music. That didn't happen three years ago. So we're doing a lot of really exciting and good work. And I can only imagine what we're going to be doing in the future with Women of NAM. So it's very excited. Yeah, I think that, you know, the word inspiring is so right for this. The summit itself was a great professional development opportunity, right? When you looked at it from the outside. And then when you got there and you met these women who had all the same concerns, like, you know, Morgan said, and then you left with this network, it's really easy to think of networks as something kind of superficial, exchanging business cards over cocktails. And that is that is not how women network. And that is not how we women network in this industry. You know, these are these are people who are now, you know, ride or dies for each other. We are part of supporting each other through our highs and our lows. And we have super real conversations with each other about vulnerabilities and growth as professionals. And it's so rare and I'm so thankful for it that, you know, even what we do volunteering feels, feels like it can't possibly pay back what we get out of this organization. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, Lisa. And we, we talk about that, you know, we are one industry and yes, we have brands and we compete with each other. I mean, there's categories where Lisa's brand and my brand are competitors, but there's, there's no negativity in that because we're able to have these conversations with each other as business people, as leaders, as women who want to be the best versions of themselves in the office and at home and in life. And being able to be open and honest and say, you can be smart, you can be a badass, you can be sensitive, uh, you know, and you can be the intelligent one and you can also be vulnerable and you can be sexy and you can be tough. It's all part of what encompasses you as a female and a leader. And you have those thoughts and you can listen to other podcasts and you can read books and, and think that, okay, yeah, I could take this on. But there's always that little grain of doubt. And when you sit in these different conversations with these other women that are in the same industry, in your peer group, it really just rings so much truth and gives you so much more drive and confidence that you can do it and you can be the best person, not, you know, you can be the best person in your company for your colleagues, for your coworkers, for the industry and for yourself. It's, it's, it's just something you can't tangibly wrap up in a bow. I couldn't agree with you more, Morgan. Um, one, one thing that I think is important is when you're sitting in a room or you're talking to any of the women that are part of this group, every woman is hoping that every other woman in that in your group is being the best they can be. 
And that is inspiring to me. Um, how everybody brings everybody up. Um, that right there is worth its weight in gold. That was so beautifully said. <laughs> I didn't have that written down either. <laughs> yeah, you know, and one thing I want to add to that is I know when I told some some friends and not necessarily colleagues about swim and what it was and where I was going, you know, there was of course some jokes. So you guys going to get makeovers, braid each other's hair and talk about your feelings. And it was, you know, it's, it just gives you that really, uh, you know, what the types of conversations we were able to have or conversations that I know many men couldn't have. Um, and the men who are willing to have those conversations are the leaders that you see flourishing because they don't have these kind of stigmas up about, oh, it's just a bunch of women getting together. No, they see it as that is a bunch of leaders in our industry getting together to take it to the next level. And no one questions when a group of men get in a room together. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) So if anyone who's listening is inspired to join Women of NAM, can we talk about how people can get involved and what they can expect in the next upcoming months or year, et cetera. Yeah. Um, I don't want to give away any spoilers because we have announcements coming at the women of NAM reception at summer NAM. So hint, if you are listening to this podcast, go ahead and put it on your calendar right now. It's Friday night, June 3rd, um, location TBD. Uh, but I think there are a couple themes that you're going to see. Uh, one, which is one of the reasons we're so excited to be part of NAM, is scaling the benefits and being able to impact more women more effectively. Two, which goes with that, is broadening the base of women we serve. So whether you are brand new in your career or you are a C-level executive, making sure that we have benefits that that help you level up, uh, in the words of our dear colleague. And uh, taking advantage of the increased collaboration with NAM, because that certainly gives opens a door for us to increase the impact of women of NAM on site during the show itself. Yep. Lisa said it perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, the, the, and the one thing that I think I echoed it in the beginning is expect a lot of conversations and look for those conversations to be a part of. And anyone else in our industry, look for opportunities to open up what Women of NAM is, introduce it to other people in your company, men and women. I mean, it's just the more people are talking about it and asking, what is it all about? What is your mission? What events are going on? What's the point of that? The better it is because we could introduce more people to the organization, introduce more people to the different events, the opportunities that are available for them to get involved and benefit from these other conversations that are happening. Both Lisa and Morgan said it, um, but one thing I do want to say to anybody that's on the fence, whether they want to join or come check us out, is just be brave and take a dive. Do it. Um, referring back to our old um, swim, take the dive, go in, you you won't regret it, um, and just be ready to be empowered. That is such an important point, Julie. I mean, I, I'll be super honest. I was very uncomfortable the first time I came to a swim reception. I didn't really know that many people. I was kind of, uh, Tom Sumner was there with his wife and I was kind of clinging to Tom's side because I knew him and um, 
you know, to be where we are now a couple years later and to value the women that I have met there, we all got to be together at Summer NAM and it was the most wonderful, joyous reunion and the best reception ever. So please come and we promise that you will meet friends there and that you will make connections that are really important to you and your career. And if you're interested in learning more and wanting to volunteer or participate, just check the links in our description or visit us on social media and you'll stay up to date on all things Women of NAM. It's all very exciting. Uh, Do we have any last parting words? I like to ask this at the end of most of the podcasts. What do you hope to see for the future of the industry? Now that you're in this leadership role yourselves of carrying women of NAM to this next level, leveling up the organization, where do you see the future? You know, I think that if you want to change the conference rooms you sit in and you want to change the panels you appear on and the voices you read in the trades and the people you see interviewed on the stage, you have to take a role in driving that change. And I would love nothing more than for the gender discussion to no longer need to be had in our industry. It would be great to just be professionals side by side with each other. Here, here. <laughs> yeah, and I would I would definitely agree with that. And just to embrace all the aspects of evolution when it comes to what a leader looks like in our industry. Um, I feel, you know, it's there's definitely been some great steps taken to have some more uh, female representation on various companies' leadership boards. And I think that that's great. But all aspects of evolution when it comes to gender and diversity. It's something that is so needed in our industry. And when people are comfortable being uncomfortable having those conversations, that's where the magic happens. That's where the learning happens. So regardless of how many degrees you have or what title you hold at your company, if you're always open to learning about something, someone, some aspect of leadership, it's only going to make you a better leader. So that is a big mission too of, of our organization is evolution. What's that song? Evolution, baby. <laughs> Both you guys, that was that was fantastic. All all I'm gonna say to sum it up is just be brave. Be brave. That's a big part of it. And um, the more women we can empower to be brave, the more we'll grow and the more empowered we will all be. Julie, that is such an important point. And honestly, when we were all the summit, because we were all in the same summit class together, the point at which everyone was willing to be brave about how they felt, how they were intimidated by other people in the room, how they were afraid of being judged was the moment that everything transformed. Like the minute that it, it went from being like a here to, you know, an off the top of the charts experience for everybody. And so like, Julie, I just can't like clap enough about what you said because it's two words, but they're the two most important words ever. I hope that we get to a point where, I mean, we always have to be brave no matter what we do, but I hope we don't have to have the conversation of urging people to be brave because they're too shy or timid to speak up against something that they don't see as right or if they want to have their voice heard. It should be equal. That's my hope for the future, agreeing with what everyone else here has to say. We're in a very exciting time. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that was just what one of the things 
from the summit and from the conversations is it's okay to have doubt. You can, it's okay to doubt yourself, doubt your abilities, doubt your skills, but let your like ego drive past that. And ego is a good thing to have because that doubt it ends up being your driver and having these conversations with these other leaders and understanding that, oh, this is a common theme. You have doubts too. Okay. To me on the outside, you like, like you are plowing through and you're, you know, everything and you're confident in your decision and understanding that you have those doubts too. It's okay. Let it drive you. It's just something about that bravery that really just makes all the difference. I love it. I can't thank the three of you enough for taking the time to chat with me, to be on this podcast and helping us fight the good fight. I've been saying that a lot recently, but I feel like it's so true. And I'm inspired by the three of you. I am honored to know you. I can't wait until we're all in a room together. I can't believe two years ago when I started this podcast that I'm still saying the same thing of I can't wait to (laughs) be in a physical room with all of you. But truly from the bottom of my heart, thank you for stepping up and inspiring the next generation of leaders in our industry. And I can't wait to see what Women of NAM has to offer. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Natalie. You've done amazing things with this podcast and we're so, we're so grateful for all of the work that you put into it. I appreciate it. Now we have work to do, so (laughs) let's get (laughs) cracking. Thank you all so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of Revoicing the Future. You can subscribe to the podcast on all major streaming platforms or visit our website. Be sure to follow us on social media to stay up to date on all things Women of NAM. This episode was co-produced and edited by Natalie Morrison, Stephanie Lamond, and Julia Olson. Together, we can help shape the future of our industry one interval at a time. See you next time.